This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Surewinder.com. Hey guys, before we get into the show, I need to let you know, not only do I own a garage door company, I also own and run a marketing agency. If you need help with your marketing, make sure you contact us at 404-445-3494 or check us out at garagedoormarketing.co. That's garagedoormarketing.co. To Torch and Talk podcast. Um, I don't know. Are we able to play our like intro music, all the cool music and stuff, or is that out? Uh, no, because I can't play my uh, desktop audio through here. Otherwise, well, we could. Because I love the music so much, um, next time I'll have it on my computer and I'll just play it because it's okay. cool. That's my favorite part of the whole podcast, by the way. Um, so real quick, we're going to do an intro. For those of you guys who don't know, I'm Ryan Lucia, um, owner of Such and Such Media, and we host uh, Torture Talk Podcast. We got Matt Weber from Alpha Overhead Door. Go ahead, Matt Weber. Give a shout What's out. What's up, buddy? He's out in uh, Montana. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Adrian um, Ant-Man. He's my tech guy. He makes things work for me, so I don't stress out about it. And uh, that's it. So um, real quick, I just want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Uh, we got Somer USA. Uh, they do garage door openers, and they're amazing. Um, we've got uh, Surewinder, who uh, builds a tool to help you wind your springs. Freaking amazing. Uh, and Service Titan, who has been great about helping me get through this time. And um, they're rolling out some great products to help their dealers uh, right now in time of need. So uh, thank you everyone for being a sponsor. And uh, I'm gonna take this moment because it is my podcast. Um, I am uh, sad to say that I um, have a loss in the family, my Mimi, uh, which is horrible. So um, I just, because I want to, gonna take three seconds, moment of silence and dedication to her. Cool. Love you, Mimi. It's not going to be the same. So I haven't started dealing with that yet because of everything else going on. So I'm going to um, push that off just a little bit and I'll grieve uh, at a later time. So anyway, choking up a little bit. Um, Matt, what it's is all right. Brother? Right. So your life was interesting yesterday. I mean, with everything else going on. Can I share a video real quick? Um, Heck yeah. Hang on one second, guys. Let me share a video of you guys are not going to want to miss this. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, let's see here. Share screen. Desktop. Can you see the video? Yeah, but it ain't playing. No, I'm about to play. I want to make sure. Okay. Yeah, it's 
I mean, you guys, you guys, this is like right outside your door at your office, right? For real, that's my truck right there. <laughs> What's the first thing I told you to do? Get some banners out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> advertising, get on the news. Advertising out there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I wanted to share that with you guys. Um, what the heck was going on yesterday, bro? Yeah, man. Uh, so about four o'clock, uh, the cops started rolling in and uh, come to find out there was a, a few uh, hauled up and there are a couple of them. They ended up pulling three of them out of there. Um, I don't know who they were yet. Uh, I'm sure we'll get the names of them here pretty soon. But man, the U.S. Marshals came rolling in here. Uh, they had all of us blocked in. So there was like, there was five of us here until about seven o'clock last night. Um, and we were watching this whole thing go down. There was a dude walking around out there with a grenade launcher, straight up a grenade launcher. Dude. It was, it was nuts. I want to know uh, what the plan was for the grenade launcher. I don't, man, I don't know, but they, they got everybody out of that building um, over there. So, I mean, I guess if it came down to it, that dude, wasn't leaving or those dudes or whoever was in there wasn't leaving so but yeah it was a it was a pretty eventful uh eventful afternoon and evening so but they got him yeah yeah they ended up pulling him out um uh they let me leave finally at about seven o'clock last night and they still had one guy trapped in the attic but they they didn't need my truck for cover anymore so <laughs> that's good to know you probably would have seen no money if you had holes in that thing by the other. I know, man. <laughs> what, what, what's up with that? But anyway, yeah, it was crazy. It was a crazy evening. That's good. Um, all right. So welcome again. Everybody knows Matt. Um, thankful he's alive after yesterday's little deal. Um, so I'm going to share a couple of things real quick. I actually, uh, for, for me, dealing with uh, all the stuff. I mean, a lot of people are dealing with things right now, but uh, this was probably the best morning I've had in a while. And not that money fixes things, but um, just the, the confidence of uh, the process, I think. So I woke up this morning at like six. I checked our bank account, my personal bank account, and uh, we got our stimulus check this morning. Um, yeah. It was nice to see. The uh, I then I pretty much do it every morning. Scroll through that day's transactions and check the balance and make sure that everything lines up. Uh, and I also found that we got our um, advance money from the uh, idle um, application that we had filled out like a month ago. Um, that ten grand? Yeah. Well, it's it's not ten actually. It's a thousand dollars per employee. Okay. So up to ten grand. That's it's a car advertisement, right? Uh, fill this out for ten grand advance. Uh, right. They sneak in the up to, and you don't recognize that. So I think they changed it. I think maybe originally it was ten grand. I don't know, um, but they did advertise it as ten grand advance. But it ended up getting changed into it's now like a um, a five uh, or a thousand dollars. Uh, 
uh, per employee. Um, and we got our PPP apps in, which was really difficult, uh, but it seems to be opening up a lot. So that's good. I'm actually getting some feedback from you, Matt. There, I muted you out. So just mute, unmute when you want to say something. Um, uh, another thing, uh, we got a lead this morning, like 630 um, for a commercial that was like, I mean, you just don't get these types of messages every day. It's a great opportunity for us. Um, so we're going to be bidding on that contract, but they want us to bid on it. They reached out to us, uh, which is a blessing. So all this by seven o'clock this morning. So I'm pretty excited. Um, I've had a uh, I've had a good morning. It's kind of like a God wink. I think maybe it's Mimi looking down on me, trying to help me out a little bit. I don't know, but uh, it's greatly appreciated. Um, and I'm uh, I'm actually running I run papers over for that uh, payroll protection. Uh, I got them from my bank to go sign today uh, to get that taken care of uh for my end so that was that was pretty cool to get a phone call um i had it in i turned mine in on tuesday last week and i got a phone call yesterday to come sign papers so that was that was pretty cool that is really cool that's good job i know you uh a lot of good things are happening in your area i read the first articles of the people uh i set up so anything like that happens i always out again because we're getting a lot of popping anything like that happens i um i always set up google alerts i don't know if you guys are familiar but um we set up google alerts for uh idle loan um ppp uh things like that and so you'll get an you can set it to get daily emails or as they happen and i get emails three dozen times a day uh for the most updated information that are hitting the internet uh, concerning these loans, uh, stimulus checks, things like that. So I'm able to stay pretty up on it. And I got an alert and it said something about uh, Billings, Montana, uh, coffee shop gets funding or something like that. I reached out to you, Matt. I was like, hey, look at this. Uh, you actually know the person, right? Yeah, he, uh, he actually rents from me. Uh, he rents part of my building. So yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. That's funny. Um, so anyway, thought that was cool. Um, just not your average morning. I felt like uh, felt like that was a good day uh, to start. And then um, changing the topic, unless you got more to talk about on the PPP stuff. Man, I think we've I think that's been kind of talked into the ground over the course of the last three weeks yeah. with the with the news uh, and everything out there. So uh, I've got a couple questions here, real quick. So let's stop. Um, Scott wants to know if that's my boyfriend in the background. I mean, I wasn't gay before I met him, but I don't know, bro. That's a joke. If you seen it anyway, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, whatever. Uh, let's see here. Scott, is this still available? Uh, let's see. Kevin Pike said he had a drug bus go wrong in uh, their plaza last year. Oh, damn. I'm telling you, man, like when something like that happens, you guys got to get like, you guys got to get like on the roof. For sure, man. I almost pulled our, 
almost pulled our scissor lift out and uh, and got up on the roof. <laughs> yes, bro. Put a sign up, something. Yeah. Um, let's see, Scott. He must be bored today. Do you have more pictures? I'm interested. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Kenneth is asking about Fountainhead. So we had Fountainhead on a couple uh, shows ago. They have opened up their application process. They are going through them. I think they're a little bit overwhelmed at the moment. Uh, they're, they're trying hard. I reached out to them. There's not a whole lot of communication coming out about, uh, about the application yet. I haven't received it. Um, I've got, uh, obviously, a few more connections than a few others. So um, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but Fountainhead sent out an email yesterday and put up a little pop-up on their website. Uh, they're definitely struggling with the... Um, the abundance of applications I think that they've received. So uh, just be aware of that. Uh, be patient. I think they're going to get to everybody based on what I'm hearing. Uh, but they're just, I think what you're experiencing right now too is like everybody's applying to multiple banks. I brought this up on the last podcast. So it's probably delaying the whole situation even more. Uh, we started the process. We, we sent in an application with, um, uh, Fountainhead because we bank with Wells and Wells was delayed or acting like they didn't want to participate for whatever reason. Uh, so uh, then Wells said, okay, we'll do it. So I filled that out. Uh, then they started talking about how they cut it off and they're not accepting any more applications. We went to another bank that we have a loan through, uh, opened up checking accounts with them and are now through the process with them. And then I get a message this morning from Wells saying, hey, uh, fill out your application. I'm like, what the heck is going on, man? Like, I don't understand. So, uh, but I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. So uh, I think you have an abundance of people who are in line, who are either going somewhere else and getting funding. So you gotta, you gotta, uh, gotta know that that line's going to dwindle quickly once they figure out, you know, people have gotten funding somewhere else. Uh, Fountainhead was, a little late to the game, but I do think um, the reason for that is I think that they didn't want to take any risk on this uh, blowing back on them before all the guidelines were released and it was very clear this is what it is. Uh, and I think anytime you're dealing with the government um, or, or any business for that matter, I think that's just a good practice uh, to put in place. So, uh, And they still don't even fully know what the guidelines are. Um, when I when I talk to my bank about really what what is responsible what what are we responsible for do we have to bring everybody back on or is just a 75% rule apply for payroll and he goes yes <laughs> and I, well okay can you expound on that he goes 75% of your stuff has to be of your loan has to be applied for payroll purposes uh, that does not mean that you have to bring everybody back on, but you can't let anybody else go. Um, that is that is what I understand of the current uh, time. So anybody that has been let go or is currently furloughed doesn't necessarily have to be brought back on, but you only have eight weeks to spend that money. Right. So I, I've gone through a couple scenarios on if you if your payroll is down because work is down, let's say 
for instance, you have commission-based salespeople, naturally your payroll is going to be a little bit lower. So at the end of that period, I think there's a couple choices that you could make. Um, choice number one would be, uh, you know, pay your employees more. Maybe you incentivize your managers if they've gone a little bit above and beyond, whatever. Um, you can incentivize your people that are in the field. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people calling for like hazardous pay, uh, which I think is probably a little overkill uh, in my opinion. But at the same time, uh, I think for those of us that are going to customer's house, me included, um, I haven't felt um, in any way threatened or um, I don't know, like when I call the customer and tell them I'm on my way, I explain our processes and things that we're doing to to keep them and myself uh, safe and protected. And I don't see, um, I don't know, I, my view skewed probably a little bit. I'm an owner, so I don't know that I can have that conversation. But if you're a technician, um, you know, leave us a message if you're watching live uh, in the chats. Uh, I'd like to to know if you feel like hazardous pay is something that you should get. Um, one of the things that uh, that I, um, you know, I, I was thinking about the other day when somebody was talking about how um, hazardous pay should be a thing, you know, businesses are already down. Um, you know, you're compiling on it uh, every, every one, every time somebody uh, wants hazardous pay. I think um, if, if we were to pay extra, I think that would hurt. I mean, the whole reason we're going to the government is to, to try to get help, right? So um, in the event that we uh, do take the PPP um, and we have money left over, I mean, you could designate that as hazardous pay and divvy it up to everybody. Um, but what are your thoughts on that, bro? Well, I mean, it, it, and it goes by, and you you've seen a lot of memes and stuff out there of, you know, watch what a company does for their employees during this, during times of crisis, and you'll see what the company's like and, and see their true colors and things like that. And I, I think that does hold a lot of weight, but you also have that on, on the, on the employee side as well. Um, I, culture, you've heard me talk about it. Um, a lot of people have heard me talk about it. Culture is huge. And when you have employees, uh, when you've sat down and had the hard conversations with them about, um, that's a terrible background, by the way. Um, when, you, when you have employees and you've had the hard conversations with them during this, during this time, and you have them give you a call after the fact, you're out and about, you've, you've thought that you know, the conversation was over and they call you and say, Hey, um, I'm a single guy. Uh, I don't have much for bills. Go ahead and decrease my wages so that, you know, somebody else can have m my money basically, um, that has a family that has that because I want the business to be around after this is done so that, I have a place to work because I want this business to succeed. So I think that all plays into it. Um, and, and it is true. And so, but not all companies are doing that. Not all companies have a culture where you have an employee come to you and say, Hey, I am willing to come off of a commission basis and go on a lower salary 
um, because everybody is everybody's in a pinch right now. Um, I am willing to take less money right now because I know everybody's hurting. Not every company has that kind of culture. And so, and it takes a lot of time to breed that. And so I, I, I don't know, because again, like you said, I'm an owner that I can have that conversation without talking to technicians and, and what they, what they feel and what they look like. Um, and, and what their company cultures look like and feel like. Uh, so, but that's just a, a little bit of glimpses to how then, you know, your employees are also then looking out for the company as well. If you do have that mentality as a business owner. Right. So that's freaking awesome, dude. When you told me about that, uh, and the mentality of your employees and kind of some of the conversations that you guys are having, in my opinion, like that's probably the first time I was ever jealous of you, dude. No. So I, I, I'm big on culture and I, I like people who are completely hundred percent bought into the vision of the company. Um, almost to like a, a self-reckoning. Um, and, and, and that makes me want to do everything for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you, okay. So now I'm not in this for myself as a business owner. You know, it's one thing, like if you're an employee, you can quit, go find another job, whatever. Like there's unemployment. There's a lot of different things you can do as an owner. I mean, my personal assets are tied to my business. Uh, I'm in a position where we were to fail, which I don't think we will. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm restructuring from the ground up, uh, right. you know, either trying to go get another job cause I don't have the funds to start another business, um, or whatever, but, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a different game. And, um, you know, I see it from both sides. Uh, so I don't know. I, I don't want to drag that out. I've got some, a bunch of topics that I want to fly through today. Cool. Uh, one is, um, I'm willing to bet that Trump comes out in the next mm, week and says that we can start lifting the stay at home, um, recommendation and, uh, continuing to use the safe distancing. Uh, I'm basing this on all the stuff that I'm reading and I don't know how valid or unvalid it is, which is part of my frustration. Uh, but numbers are bad. Uh, the numbers are bad. Like we, we, we never were starting to get valid data. Um, and we're even realizing that the data that we have is bad. Um, and, uh, it shows that it's skewing in the favor of worst case scenario. And right. So, um, numbers are bad. Treatment was bad. Um, I'm under the understanding that the uh, people being put on ventilators, the death rate was significantly higher. I don't know if that was because they were in a worse position and they needed it or if they mistreated it and the ventilators actually uh, progressed things. Uh, but it, it sounds like, sounds like, and I'm not a medical professional, but I mean, let's just say it was Trump right about the chloroquine. Uh, it sounds like it because doctors all over the internet are now coming out saying this is how they're treating their customers uh, with that and zinc or vitamin C, high doses of vitamin C, or even like a um, uh, antibiotic um, Z-pack, I think they call them. So right. with that, I mean, how bad have we missed this? Like, are we knowing those things and how they're designating the dead? Um, or did we miss it so bad 
and cause our country to set back so far? Or did we take the right precautions until we got the data and move forward? Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer-usa.com. That's S-O-M-M. ER-USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877-766-6607. So in in my opinion, uh, in my opinion, when this whole thing started, our our professionals uh, relied a lot on Chinese data. I mean, let's face it. And I think, I think we've all learned uh, and seen through this that that was a huge mistake, a huge blunder, and that the Chinese numbers and what they put out there was not anywhere close to what actually happened. And do we know what actually happened? No. But I don't believe for a second that their numbers are falling. Um, I don't believe for a second that uh, Wuhan just opened up and they're no longer infectious. Um, I just think that quarantine doesn't work. And instead of shutting down an economy, you, and unfortunately that's, that's a, a right now that is a, a, something that people aren't talking about because if you're, if you push to open up and, uh, open up our economy. Well, you don't care about human lives. That's right. that, that's what you get. That's what you get hit with. Right. And so, there people people are not debating. They're not having healthy debates right now. They're you're on one side or you're on the other. And there, frankly, there's no middle ground. And you can't hold a middle ground without being looked at one way or the other. And so that's a conversation that is that is really not being had. Um, and I, I think it needs to be had and it, it needs to be had at the highest levels. Um, I, and, and this may be, this may be frowned upon. I don't think Trump has handled and this very well, um, as far as the, the showing of leadership. I think he's handled it well in the fact that the federal government really doesn't have a right to say what states do. And he's pushed it off on the states to find, you know, their own solutions and stuff like that. Yes, he's done that very well, but he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't pulled um, the, the George Bush after nine 11 standing on top of the rubble with the bullhorn saying, we will all get through this together. He hasn't been that kind of, 
he hasn't been that kind of uh, um, tying force. And so I think that needs to come from the highest level. And I'm, I'm hoping what you're saying with, hey, let's open this up. We can't, we can't continue to do this because it's not going to just add weeks to the recovery. This thing's going to be uh, exponential. Um, you know, right now, in my opinion, we've got an eight to 10 month uh, recovery, economic recovery. If we're still shut down a month from now, we probably got two years under our belts. You know, um, and there's a lot of businesses, restaurants, uh, small mom and pop restaurants, cafes, things like that, that ain't coming back from this thing, even as, even right now. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, uh, and there's all sorts of conspiracies out there as to was this absolutely necessary or is all of this, you know, is all of this a ploy for more government regulation? Um you know, who knows? Is it possible? Yeah. I do. I will, I'll say this. So for me, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'll listen, make logical decisions, right. come up with something. But uh, one thing that I do think is um, there's been a lot of fear mongering uh, for sure. Like uh, someone posted on Facebook today, you know, like the CDC has on their website information about zombie preparedness. Yeah. <laughs> really, dude? Like, I mean, they do know more than we do, but, uh, you know, I mean, you got that, you got, you got all I these bet, stations. I that, dude. If, if anybody, if anybody, um, believes anything that comes from our news stations at this point, it's more entertainment, more like a horror film, right? Like a right. cheesy horror film, like one of those where the girls, really pretty running for a life in slow motion and trips on a rake and falls and then gets killed by the main, you know, bad guy. Right. That's what the news feels like. I feel like everything that's said has an agenda. Um, I do think that you were right about Trump. Like, I don't think he's that inspirational, like guy who's going to give the halftime speech or the, you know, we're at the Super Bowl. It's go get him, rah, rah. Like that's right. not, you know, I do feel like in, um, in his defense, he's being attacked left and right. Um, probably doesn't know who to trust. You know, it's come out recently that Fauci is on um, Microsoft's, um, what's his name? Bill Gates' uh, okay. foundation. He's pushing for mandatory vaccine. Like, who is this guy, bro? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's probably surrounded by a lot of smart people, but why would anybody listen to this guy as the primary guy to push vaccines on everybody? He's been building tech his whole life. I know he's into like, um, you know, Africa and all these other places doing, you know, toilets and things like that. He's doing some great work, but at the same time, I mean, it doesn't need to be like, you, you don't need to be trying to force things on everybody else. I don't know if you guys saw the documentary, but he even like um, the Bill Gates documentary, he sprayed stuff in the atmosphere. I don't know if you guys know that or not. Um, and so, like, he's getting away with stuff that probably nobody else in the world would ever be able to get away with. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but uh, one of my friends hit me up with something. I don't know if you guys are, no, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Conan, Qunon, Qunon, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, but it's this conspiracy theorist, like, that uh, there's a deep state 
and um, all these right. you know, trafficking, sex slave, all this stuff is all being busted right now. And um, Trump's kind of leading the charge and all this stuff. And I mean, there's there's everything from some stuff that seems somewhat logical to the extreme opposite, where it seems like maybe uh, extreme right wing people are are uh, creating this information uh, to their benefit or entertainment. Um, right. But uh, I, I think that at a time right now where there's so much information, bad information, you literally can only trust like 10% of what's coming out right now on the news stations, yeah. everything else. So when I'm, when I'm thumbing through Facebook, I mean, there's days where I'm literally starting to feel like anxiety. I'm like, yeah. I got to freaking put this down. And so I, I've just decided going forward that I'm only going to, I'm going to start blocking posts and people who are just posting stupid stuff, um, you know, right or left. I don't really care. I right. just, I just want to enjoy my day and, and make decisions based off of factual data. And there's just a whole lack of that. And I think um, that's coming from Trump too, right? So uh, I think everybody's got agendas these days, especially in our government. Not all of them are in our best interest. I would say probably majority of them, uh, which is really sad because it's supposed to be a country run by us, uh, not the government. And so um, I think the government's got gotten uh, a little bit of a big head. So, oh, one great. thing, one thing great. I want to, one thing oh, hold on a second. How do you pronounce his last name? Who? Heen. Greg Heen. By the way, he's Torsion Talk's top fan. Thanks for joining, Greg. Appreciate you, brother. Always uh, liking and sharing our stuff. Appreciate it. Go ahead, Matt. Now, just one thing I wanted to point out is, is after all this is done, I'm we we now have a new normal. True. Things are not things are not going to go back to the way they were in December of 2019, or no. January of 2020, or even February 2020. Things are not going to go back the way they were. Uh, there is there will be uh, there will be changes in the world as we know it, and and so uh, just just. The, and and I don't think that uh, that is my opinion, but I don't think I don't think it's far off um, at all. There's been a there's been a lot of liberties that have been freely given up uh, with this thing that that the people who they were given to <laughs> are not going to want to give them back. Yeah. Um, and so I think there's I think we we do have a new normal. Uh, when the health scare of this thing comes down um, and calms down. And so just that, that's something to be prepared for and watch for um, because it, it's coming. It's coming down the line. Sure. So I can say for certain, I've done some research. Um, there's uh, some changes that have taken place. I'm going to hit some of these. Um, primary business is suffering, believe it or not, medical uh, hospitals are suffering horribly because everybody's at home, less car accidents, you know, less violence, uh, you know, things like that. So uh, they're only experiencing visitors when you absolutely have to go to the hospital. Uh, yeah. And so their numbers are down. Plus, there's not as many COVID-19 uh, patients as they were expecting. Um, they've, uh, uh, the ship they took to New York, I think, had 
20 or 30 people on it. I think they're clearing that out um, because they're not getting any new cases. Um, so medicals getting hit pretty hard. Uh, hospitals, I, I'm, I don't know what that looks like for our future, right? I mean, like um, maybe if they clear their overhead and run business the right way, they can come back and bounce back and do better. Um, but I'm not super happy with the way the hospitals treat people anyway, uh, the way they charge and take advantage of people in, in uh, dire need. However, at the same time, you know, those people are professionals. They take care of us. They deserve to get paid. Uh, I just think that there's probably people who own the hospitals who are uh, taking advantage of, of the situation. So um, tech companies, talking to a lot of my friends in the tech world, uh, that's where I came from, software. Uh, a lot of these companies are suffering. So you got companies who supply point of sale software. Um, you got uh, uh, like the software that these, uh, the booking software for a lot of these uh, hotels, airlines, all the stuff behind all that. Um, the companies that build all that technology, they're suffering right now. Um, you've got, uh, I heard Square is having a hard time, um, you know, less payments, small businesses are taking less payments, it trickles down, they make their money off of fees. Um, you know, when you scale up and you're a fast growing company and you see a you know, 30, 40, 50% decrease in your sales is definitely gonna hit. Uh, restaurants, it's pretty obvious, uh, but you know, you're starting to see restaurants uh, evolve and find new ways to create revenue, delivery. Uh, I know Applebee's and a few other companies I've driven past or actually have um, put tents outside, which I think is great because people know you're open um, and they actually do drive up orders. So you can order out there and then uh, they'll bring your food out to you. Um, so there, there's a there's a high scale steak, uh, steak place here uh, that what they did, they're not doing delivery, but you can buy the meal all the ingredients, take it home, and the chef, the head chef, will do a Zoom uh, meeting with you to cook it. Oh wow! So you're you're getting a you're getting a, a training from the head chef to cook your meal. That's that's, good, that's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. And that's finding ways to evolve, right? Like I don't think that scales, but it does. Um, I think it does help build your brand, and right. that's the key, right? So like um, the companies that are doing pretty good right now do have a brand name. Um, and, and when they come out of this, if they do stuff like that, I think it's going to be even better. Um, the event industry is horrible right now. Um, you're talking about uh, annual events like IDA Expo. I mean, we got in probably on the very last week that we could have gotten in. And sure. I'm sure like a bunch of people ended up getting sick from that trip. Adrian and Austin and myself were probably in, I don't know, 20, 30 Ubers. Um, like there's no telling. Some of those were janky too. Um, so I, I, I don't, um, the event stuff is, is shut down completely. However, so I've got a client of mine, what they do is, um, they do event marketing, um, video. So they create a lot of social video and they actually pump it out, um, for uh, social media during the event. So like if you're having an event and you want people to participate or see cool video on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, they're actually there recording and cutting and posting during the event. Uh, so they're turning around this high quality cinematic video all at once. What's interesting is all the, the colleges are hurting really bad. 
Um, and so they have relationships with a couple colleges and event companies. And of course, uh, they did like the SEC and stuff like that. So um, they're actually working with a college right now. So colleges are going through their enrollment period. And yeah. uh, that's their moneymaker. And so if they miss enrollment, they don't have much of a freshman class. They're screwed. So uh, what they're doing is they've actually set up a live um, like a, a live day where people can go on uh, students, potential students, sophomores, juniors, seniors, whatever. Um, and they can, uh, they can, they got different rooms they can join certain times. They got to register. And then they go into these classes and learn and the professors are talking and they're taking questions and all kinds. they've set the whole thing up. Absolutely awesome. amazing, dude. And so awesome. when you think about that, you know, that never would have been an option, but it's a great option. Now I follow college recruiting, like college football recruiting. I'm a huge college football fan. Um, the coaches are starting to do like um, more zoom calls with players to try to recruit, them, um, showing them stuff, a video and going to the locker room and, you know, stuff like that. Like, that's just too cool. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know if I'm a 16, 17 year old kid and I'm on the phone with Georgia uh, doing oh. live stream and, uh, the coach walks in the locker room and, and starts saying, you know, tell, tell Ryan, what's up, dude, I'm right. from ear to ear. Right. So, I mean, I right. just, that's cool. Finding great ways. Uh, the entertainment industry is definitely getting hit hard. The movies, um, movie industry. I know, uh, some movies are being released on like iTunes, things like that, but businesses are finding ways to do business differently. Uh, we're now offering virtual, um, uh, new door consultations where we're doing zoom meetings, um, showing samples, holding them up, talking about them. Like we're doing design consultation. We're doing, uh, you know, obviously we do site checks. I'll tell them how to measure the door. I'll show them a graph. Uh, but it's nice. It's so easy dude, cause I can share my screen and, uh, do the garage door visualizer and, and they can, you know, share the photo with me before I can look it up on Google Maps. I mean, there's so many things that we could do better that this has created an opportunity for us to find other ways to do business. And um, I don't know, man, I think, I think this is going to help a lot of businesses who are innovative and willing to change. Um, and it's definitely going to uh, change the way business is done. And the old time people like I'm still here and you know, all oh, these kids are on their phone all the time, blah, 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 blah. Well, I mean, honestly, dude, I mean, this is the future like it or not like you can you can grab it and, and enjoy it or you can fight it and it's going to be miserable fight for the rest of your life because technology is going to be the bridge to keeping us together like this right here um yeah there's a certain level of intimacy that we have now um that we wouldn't have maybe intimacy is the wrong word but uh, <laughs> we wouldn't have if we were just all on a conference call talking, right? Like podcast is audio because that's where the audience is, but people love seeing our faces and being able to see who we are and what we're doing. Sorry, I get a, I get a little, <laughs> uh, we had a lot of fun yesterday with innuendos. So um, the stock market, I don't know. Are you in the stock market? Man, uh, I, just my just my uh, retirement investments. So um, probably about three weeks ago, um, I jumped in uh, and uh, I didn't do much. I'm not in the stock market. I like to buy low. Um, so I don't, 
normally stay in long term. Uh, but there's three stock that I'm really high on right now. Uh, Carvana. I mean, think about Carvana is uh, they were built for this. I don't know if you guys know Carvana, but uh, Carvana is a company where you can buy uh, cars online. Um, they have vending machines. Like they literally have vending machines, um, car vending machines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing uh, advertisements for it. Yeah, so it's um, it's pretty legit, uh, but they are they are built for this. Um, they're built to scale for this. So uh, I think it's great that they um, they're doing what they're doing um, because I was, I mean, their stock was down to twenty eight dollars uh, a couple weeks ago. It's at eighty two right now. Um, yeah, they're blowing up. Um, I bought into uh, Jets. ETF, which is um, a group of airline, uh, and it's at the $15 mark, still hasn't really done much, but I don't expect that to bounce back for like another year. Um, and then a friend of mine urged me to buy into um, USLV is the, the tag, but it's a uh, silver uh, ETN, um, and that, uh, that was in the mid-30s, uh, it's at 52 right now. So... Um, Lots of good gains to be had in the stock market right now. And if you if you play the trends of the businesses that will forever uh, come out of this, and because and, believe it or not, this has helped some businesses. No, for sure. Right? I mean, for sure. and so um, if, you can, if you can find those businesses that it will help. Uh, the other thing about the stock market is something that we got to watch as far as the economy goes is um, I think there has to be a natural inflation that takes place with all the money being injected into the, into the marketplace. Um, do you have any opinions on the effects of inflation? I'm actually just started researching it, uh, but there's never been anything like this before at this scale. So it's hard to, to really know. Yeah, I mean, if you look back uh, at what happened at the Great Depression when when they tried to inject uh, a whole bunch of cash uh, to try to fix it, people were, people were literally taking wheelbarrows full of money to a grocery store to buy a gallon of milk. Um, and so I, I don't know that, I don't know that we're going to get to that point. Who knows? We may. Um, but I think with everything that's going on, we're definitely going to see a whole lot higher prices for things, especially uh, now that we've got two of the major uh, uh, slaughter and packing plants uh, in the country closing down uh, for, for an indefinite amount of time, uh, who knows how long. Um, but we're going to see, I mean, the one that closed down near us, we're going to feel that one. Um, I mean, 130 million meal servings per week is what they were pumping out of that place. Uh, that's a lot of meat. I mean, that is a lot of food that was coming out. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we're going to, we're going to start feeling that kind of pinch. And I mean, the, and that's, that's only one side of the market. I mean, you've got, you've got the dairy market that is there because of all this, that they're dumping milk. Um, they're dumping, they're dumping milk because they can't get it sold. Um, you've got, was that? Their oils the same way. Yeah. I they, mean, they, 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 
they're having to slow oil production down as much as possible because they got too much of it. 10 million barrels, uh, what did they say? Was it 10 million barrels a day or a week uh, that they agreed to? I think it was a day uh, that they re that they agreed to just uh, yesterday, I think, or over the weekend, um, OPEC agreed to slow everything down um, by 10 million barrels a day. I think it was a day. It, it could have been a week. But, um, but yeah, I mean, everything's being hit. And uh, going back to to why we can't keep the economy closed is you don't just kickstart that stuff again. It it doesn't just you don't just snap your fingers and everything's back running the way it was. I mean you've got these you got cattle farmers you got dairy farmers you got uh, you know you got wheat and corn that are suffering right now. I mean th this we are going to see where it's going to impact us the most is in the grocery stores. That's where you're going to see uh, the, the price of inflation the most, I believe. I agree. Uh, that is in the grocery stores. Grocery store and restaurants, food, yep. period. I definitely think that's going to um, be rough for sure. Um, One of the hottest topics with garage door companies in 2020 is what's the best dispatch software? I run my business with Service Titan. I wouldn't have it any other way. Service Titan is the premium software that allows you to run every aspect of your business quickly and smoothly. It's not just a dispatch software. I use them for credit card processing, marketing automation, business intelligence, follow-up, and even maintenance agreements. My staff likes it because they can build quotes quickly and easily, and the price is already there. I like it because I get a ton of five-star reviews from customers who love the automated communication. We've seen a huge increase in our revenue per job by offering set pricing and multiple quotes. If you're interested in scheduling a demo with Service Titan, go to servicetitan.com forward slash torsion talk or call 888-809-7457. Inflation is going to hit. I mean, it's just a matter of what it's going to look like. I think, um, yeah. I mean, for, I think about the restaurants that use like one specific uh, manufacturer now they're scrambling around trying to find a new manufacturer to, to buy pork from. So, um, you know, what can we learn from that? I think it's important for us as dealers um, in the home service industry have multiple accounts set up with different manufacturers. Like I know there's this like brand loyalty thing. I've been preaching this for almost a year. Uh, when I spoke at, uh, I probably piss some people off but um when i spoke in uh, north carolina at, at the uh regional ida uh event that they had one of my slides was about uh how dealers don't need to get caught up in the in the uh the the brand loyalty thing uh because things change and you need to offer brands that help you accomplish your goal and that's selling doors to, to customers and some customers these days are doing a lot of research um, so what we're seeing right now is people are, are calling us. They've already checked us out on Yelp, Google, like the whole bit. They've yeah. read our website. So people are being more thorough before they call. Um, and so I think it's important that, uh, you know, we understand the, the process of shopping is going to change. Um, I think people are going to be um, uh, more thorough about who they choose. Um, and, and for us, 
if a customer's spent five hours research and stuff, for the most part, they kind of already know what they want. If you don't sell that brand and you're offering something that's slightly different that they may not want, you're out. Uh, you've eliminated yourself. So um, some of the things that we've done recently is uh, we reached out and opened some accounts uh, with um, industrial fans. Um, we looked into getting into, I don't think we're going to do it right now, but if things get worse, uh, we're looking at getting into like pressure washing, uh, small upfront investment. Like you can get into commercial pressure washing. It's kind of decent money. Um, yeah. you, don't, you don't, uh, you know, the labor for that right now, I could probably find somebody, um, you know, at a reasonable rate to go pressure wash a Starbucks parking lot or, uh, do some residential spots. Um, so we already have the trucks. Um, you know, you just buy a trailer with all the stuff and, and hitch it onto a truck and take off and we can offer, you know, the main reason we're not doing it now is because it's essential businesses, uh, for the most part. And I don't think pressure washing is essential. Uh, but it's a, it's a good opportunity to, um, have an additional line of revenue. So we looked into that. Um, and, and we, you know, we're doing email newsletters and sending out to people and letting them know what we're doing. We opened up accounts with, um, some uh, garage organization uh, companies uh, selling like um, cabinets and um, hanging uh, shelves and all kinds of stuff. So uh, we're going to try to organize all that and find good ways to market those things to our existing database. Uh, we do email newsletters. And so um, we're doing them more often now that things are going on and we're seeing an uptick in customers calling us uh, hiring us for services and things like that. Uh, so uh, I wanted to jump into what's working in advertising right now. Uh, are you, you guys don't do a ton of advertising, do you? No. Not yet. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working them, y'all. I'm working them. I'm trying to get them to hire my company. Um, so here's what's working for us. Uh, I'll just share with you guys so you guys can do some of the same. Um, email newsletters is definitely working for us. Uh, we're seeing a lot of impact from that. Um, too late probably to see the benefit from it now, but for companies that were well-established in SEO, um, you know, uh, uh, ranking decent in their area are, are still doing pretty decent. Uh, good reviews on Google My Business and you're ranking well there. That's definitely a plus uh, that's going to be helping right now because those are no cost to you other than the, the what you're putting in to pay for SEO. Uh, Nextdoor has been huge for us right now. Um, I know there was a post the other day on Nextdoor, um, like two days ago, we got recommended like eight times. Um, so uh, Nextdoor has been good. People are going on there looking for trusted recommendations. Um, I'd imagine Yelp traffic is up. I know some of my car friends uh, in the car industry, They, uh, I've been talking to a few of them. They're telling me that website traffic is way up, um, but the actual engagement to purchase is way down. Uh, which is interesting, um, kind of proves what Trump might have uh, projected before, uh, that people are kind of doing their shopping, figuring out what they want, uh, and going through the process. And then once yeah. they kind of get sorted back to normal, you might see an influx of spending. I'm not quite sure I'm bought into that completely, uh, but it's one good theory. Um, AdWords is working well for us. I think some people backed off of AdWords right now. Um, so the cost for AdWords is down. A little bit. Um, Facebook ads has been really good for us right now. Uh, that's where everybody's at. That's where everybody's trying to go for news and information. So uh, seeing ads uh, 
directly related to them. That's good. Uh, let's see, Google My Business is not allowing reviews right now. Uh, so if someone goes and leaves you a review, it's not going to show up. Uh, so just keep that in mind. They just did open up the reviews, huh? Why? So the, the explanation that I got for that was uh, they didn't want, um, cut, let's say, for example, a customer uh, goes to a restaurant, uh, doors are locked, and uh, they updated anything on Google My Business or their website yet, and customer goes online and gives them a bad review. You know, I drove all the way out here to get food. They weren't even open, blah, blah, blah. Their hours changed. So they didn't want the system to get overrun with, um, with negative reviews. That so makes sense. I don't know how they're doing that yet, um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. I've been told that the reviews that were left during this period will show up, uh, but I don't know if that's 100% or not. I don't even know if Google knows if that's 100% or not. Right. <laughs> so um, the clientele that we're seeing right now is uh, people with money are spending. Uh, so I don't know if your wife's anything like my wife, but she spent a lot of time at home. She's seeing all the things that need to be improved. Uh, I've got my honey do list and then she's got the things that she wants to replace. Are, are, are you in the same boat as me or? No, I am not. Thank God. <laughs> uh, my, my, my wife is on the other side of me. I'm actually the one that, uh, is on the side of spending money. Uh, and she's the one that freaks out. So every week, uh, especially during this time, we actually sit down together and have a, a, a financial meeting. Um, she's, she's the one that takes care of the finance. I make the money. She takes care of the finances. So basically and, this meeting is her telling you what you can spend money on. Well, so before it was, and it was always like, whenever she was like, okay, we need to sit down and talk about finances. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, crap. So, so we decided, you know, during this time, we're, we're going to sit down, we're going to figure out what our budget is, because I cut, I cut, everybody in my company is basically, uh, we went, we, because of our slowdown, we're not seeing uh, nearly as much, obviously, with the PPP, we are coming back off of that, but everybody has went on uh, partial unemployment, just to kind of help keep some cash reserves uh, because right now un unemployment is not hitting your mod factors. So everybody listening, if you're slow and you don't have enough work, technicians, owners that, I'm sorry, I'm sidetracking and rabbit trailing, but you're, if you are not, ha if you don't have enough work right now to make 40 hours, uh, or how many, however many hours you are used to getting, you can file for partial unemployment and, and make that up. And as a business owner, right now with the emergency declarations, that unemployment is not affecting your mod, your unemployment insurance modification. So um, just a little tidbit there, file for it. And as a business owner, even if you're on salary, you can take partial unemployment. Um, just read the rules, whatever the rules are within your state. Well, the businesses, um, aren't the businesses supposed to submit for the unemployment for the employees? And I think it processes much quicker. Uh, so the business will, if the business has, goes in and sets up um, 
I forget what they call it, um, but it's basically a preliminary setup um, and says all of my employees or this employee or all of my employees are going to be filing for unemployment. It makes it a much easier process. Um, and so, so yeah, everybody, everybody has gone through and done that. Um, so yeah, do it. So Chris, um, Chris Hensington, Hensington, Hensington. I want to make sure I do know him. So it's bad that I don't know how to uh, pronounce his last name. Uh, he says, what type of ads are you running on next door? Let me show you. Uh, since I've got the ability to do this, um, kind of sharing some of my secret sauce here, but that's okay. Uh, let's see. That's trial and error, right? I mean, I've tried stuff that's worked and tried stuff that hasn't worked. You guys see my screen? Yeah. Which one do you see? You see next door? Uh, I don't know. It's small on my phone. <laughs> The Google or Nextdoor? Looks like Nextdoor next to me. Door. Okay. So um, I ran this one. It's a picture of a girl holding her ears uh, with our logo on it. it. says, your garage door loud? Uh, is your garage door loud? We fix garage doors. We just talked a little bit about how uh, a loud garage doors can be a sign your door needs help. Um, and then uh, I got 26 clicks and 26 saves. Uh, the latest one that's about to end uh, just letting people know garage door repair specials, no service fee or trip fee for coming out. Um, you know, uh, we do our logo for branding purposes sometimes. Uh, we've had less successful ones. Uh, Black Friday, uh, you can see the spike in the amount of saves recently uh, have gone up a lot. Um, but I've been, I was in a pilot with them a long time ago before they released this uh, to the public. Um, so we were running this before it was even like a, a real thing. Um, and so we've definitely seen an uptick as you can tell from the numbers, we haven't really had any, uh, in the twenties being saved before, uh, now they've all been pretty low, but we do get phone calls from it. Um, but then the numbers have gradually gone up and we're consistent with it. Um, so we, we constantly run about a 30 day ad. Uh, it's actually really easy. Um, and I think I put about $500 a month into it, if I'm not mistaken. So um, that's, uh, that's the ads that we're running on there. Hope that answers your question, Chris. Um, so uh, let's see here. Chris Lowry says, obviously this COVID deal is going to change our daily lives. How do you think business will adjust as far as people working from home and changing the way they operate and how will that will impact the service side of the dormitory? street? All right, so this is something I've been thinking about. Um, now, when I ran a sales team in, this, in the um, uh, software industry, uh, we had 25 people roughly in our team. And it was either one salesperson in Atlanta uh, plus me or just me. So um, I had to host meetings like this all the time. Uh, we did one-on-one -on -one meetings uh, via stuff like this. Uh, we didn't have Zoom back then, but we used a different service. Um, so I, uh, I would say one of the things that I've been thinking about is instead of trying to hire a local dispatcher, I'm actually open to hiring dispatchers who live out of state who work from home. Um, 
Now, there's some cons that come along with that. Uh, but if you could find like an all-star who lives in Montana and she comes across your ad. My backyard. Yeah. Just saying. I'm good at it. Uh, we, uh, we could hire that person and have them answering phones when, you know, uh, we maybe not could have, maybe we didn't find someone locally opens up the floodgates. Right. So, uh, I'm starting to see more and more service guys move States, um, especially on the commercial side to go work for, I mean, you've been very successful at that, Matt. Uh, but yeah. what's to keep, what's to keep a dispatcher, um, or inside salespeople from working all over the country, if they can get familiar with your, uh, geographical area. Um, I mean, I think it's a win, um, opens up. Well, and that, and that, and frankly, that's part of my, part of my expansion plans, uh, is, you know, is, is basically, uh, call center, uh, type, type stuff. Uh, so, you know, we move into a different market and, you know, the accounting portion of it, the phone numbers are then routed to my main office. So my, my main office billings will be a hub. And so then all of the branch areas around, around uh, that we expand to out of billings will then be called, you know, the phones are going to ring here and then it's going to be dispatched from here. So then what we're staffing there is the technicians and maybe, maybe a warehouse manager who's, who's then managing the whole process up there. Right. That's kind of the idea of how we're going to move um, at that point. Um, you know, obviously we're supposed to have already moved, uh, but that's been put on hold um, uh, until we figure, figure out what's going on. Uh, uh, but, you know, we may still be going through with that here sooner than, than we thought, um, just because I don't like moving slow. So, um, but moving, yeah. what's your plan with that? Are you guys going to use movers or are you going to use your own team? For what now? Sorry. For moving? Moving what? When you move into your new location. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, so we're gonna be we're gonna be move we're gonna be using uh, it's gonna be staffed by uh, at least two people from here so far. Um, that are, are you gonna that, use the moving company or is your staff gonna move over there or is that just a new location you guys are popping up? That's a new location we're popping okay. up. All right. Yeah. So who are you yeah, gonna no, do most of the the build out and stuff? Are you gonna do it in house? We, we found, uh, we actually found a property that we're interested in, um, with a, and, and the building owner, current owner is interested in kind of a, uh, long-term rental. Uh, we could never own the property cause it's actually on a railroad easement. So we can own the building, but not the property it sits on. Uh, but it is ideal for marketing purposes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and so there's there's all sorts of options with our with our first move, and you know, I I'm I'm a big fan of moving fast and figuring it out along the way. <laughs> so uh, do we know how it's all going to work out right right now? No, but um, but that's just that's my personality and kind of how how I approach things is yeah. let's do it and then uh, we'll figure out how to build our parachute. 
uh, on the way to the ground. So you're a lot like me. I try to be a little bit prepared, but sometimes you spend more time preparing. Than I got just adjusting in the process. I got I got people for that. Jonathan, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan will build my parachute for me. That's right. As you're going down, <laughs> right. Um, I I I ask that because um, you know prior to this whole thing going down, I was shopping properties. Our lease is up here in September. Uh, we're actually running out of space. Uh, we need a bigger warehouse. We need dock doors. Uh, we have one, two, three, four, five. Uh, like I don't know. Uh, 12, uh, 10, 10 to 12 foot wide doors. I don't even know how wide they are actually. Um, but no docks and we're starting to get like rolling steels and stuff in. And so it's become very difficult, um, to deal yeah. with that. We had a custom wood door come in on an 18 wheeler and getting that thing off with no dock door was fun. Um, so, you know, you just, um, you know, that wasn't a crate by the way, it was huge. Um, yeah. but, you get in this position where you're like, okay, well, we're at full capacity with our building. You know, we can hold on as long as possible, but we're getting to the point where we've got to go up. Um, and anything that we're looking at, whether we got a really good deal for this location, so I'm looking at doubling my rent here uh, very soon. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm curious to see how the rates of um, empty warehouse space is going to be because, you know, two months ago, it was at an absolute premium. Um, right. People are charging ridiculous amounts of rent uh, for uh, warehouse space and office space. So uh, we'll see. But I think it's going to open up some spots and hopefully I'll get a little bit of a better deal. Yeah. I mean, eventually, eventually I want to, I want to find a, a, um, a developer uh, somebody that does build the suites and I got no problem signing a 10, 10, 15, 20 year lease on something that's built, uh, exactly, uh, how I want it. So, um, that's eventually what I want to do, uh, with my plans for expansion. Um, but you know, I've, I've, that's obviously requires some, because that doesn't require a whole lot of capital up front right. um somebody else is providing the capital building you the building and you're just promising to be there for 10 to 20 years so um yeah that that'll be the goal um eventually uh but this first go around we're kind of uh putting our foot in the water a little bit first before jumping all in so um and then and then finding that that way of, of being able to expand with that kind of build a suit type thing. Cool. Um, last topic on advertising that I missed was um, we had added COVID-19 banners to the top of our website. Just so when people land on the site, it was very obvious. They could click a link and see how we're handling COVID-19. Um, that was actually uh, very helpful. A lot of people mentioned when they called in that, um, that they uh, they thought that was you know helpful. I think people appreciate the fact that we're addressing it and answering their questions on our website. Um, so we did see what I believe to be a negative impact on SEO uh, with that banner on. So we've actually switched the way we've integrated it into the website. So if you've got a banner um, on your website, um, you may want to consider 
uh, doing like a side tab or some other way to announce that you have information regarding COVID-19. Uh, I'll give you an example. Saturday, uh, we have a way to track rankings um, globally. Uh, the, uh, the rankings didn't change much, but one of the spots that I held for a long time had dropped. Uh, and so on Sunday, I made the change for the bear because I was trying different things to see what it would take to get back up one at a time. Uh, the very first thing I did was change the banner to a tab on the side. And then on Monday, I jumped back up to my normal spot, uh, plus some extras and some other areas. So um, we're actually making that transition with our clients right now because we put that banner on some of our clients' websites. But if you do have a banner across the top of your website, I guess depending on what it says and what it does, um, it ha I, I believe it has negatively affected our SEO. Uh, but when we removed it, our rankings came right back. So uh, uh, just keep that in mind. Uh, and then, dude, I think we can wrap this up. I mean, unless you got something, my main thing at the end of this was, you know, stay positive, stay focused. I honestly think we're close to the end of this thing. Maybe I'm optimistic because I had a good morning. Uh, but I, I, I genuinely feel like we're close to the end. And, uh, and if you guys just hold out and stay focused and keep doing what you do, um, I mean, I think, I, think, I think in a few weeks, I think we're probably 30 days out, and then we should see somewhat of a rush uh, for people doing their stuff. People are getting money in the mail uh, or in their bank account, rather. So uh, they got to spend it somewhere. And uh, so now's yep. the time to hit them with the email newsletter, be friend of mind, remind them that they need that garage door opener if they bought a door and didn't buy an opener, or if they did repairs, you can run a special on new door upgrades, things like that. So um, be innovative, find creative ways to market to your database. Um, that's the quickest, easiest way in my opinion. What you got? Yeah, for sure. Uh, as far as staying, staying on the positive side of this, uh, and I think, I think I touched on it a little bit last week, um, you know, the people who, the people who are preparing, uh, through this, uh, and planning through this whole thing, um, even though we may have a new normal and things aren't going to look quite as different as they did, um, the people that are innovating, planning, um, and thinking through this thing, it, business is not going to stop. People are still going to need garage doors. The economy is still going to run one way or the other. Yes, it's going to be inflated, but guess what? That means we get to charge more money because everything else is going to cost more. So thinking of that as well, um, as we're having this conversation about inflation, be thinking about pricing as well because everything's got to go up. Yeah. If the price of food goes up, the cost of your spring changes should go up. The cost of your operators should go up. The cost of your doors should go up. Um, the cost of what it takes for you to run your truck out the door should go up. So be thinking about that. Be constantly thinking and focused uh, through this time because it is going to take off. Um, and the people that are prepared for it are the ones who are going to win. Yeah. Uh, and that, that is where I want to be when this thing, when, when the tidal wave goes out, um, I want to be sitting on top of the heap. Um, and, and that, and I believe with the people that I got on board, the strategies and, and implementations that I've been doing, um, Ryan, you've seen my war room in the other room. Um, you know, we've got, we've got a research on, on what we've on, 
on businesses through the Great Depression, uh, through the 20s uh, and that time frame, what businesses did well, um, how they did well, and what was their focus, what they did, um, and kind of redirections and things like that. Uh, specifically, the breweries during the time of, of the, um, um, uh, what can I think of the word? Help me out. Uh, prohibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we, uh, we've got a research wall. We've got uh, what we're doing now uh, during the COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic. Uh, what is it that we're doing now? Uh, we've got plans for ancillary businesses, um, roofing company, siding companies, stuff like that, things that we're running with. And then we've got another portion of a wall with, um, with uh, signs that things are easing up signs that things are getting better and what uh what that looks like so uh prepare and plan um and i and and it will happen it will work um and yeah just just keep the faith uh keep keep up um and and plan i I can't stress that enough plan because when you plan for it it happens and a lot of time it happens a lot sooner uh, and I think Ryan, for you, you planned the commercial guy, and from conversations I've had with you, that line is blowing up for you right now. And I'm, I'm, I can't even imagine where we would be at right now if it wasn't for Josh and what he's doing for my company. Um, he's, dude. I mean, you're talking about a gift from heaven, like for sure. Just you know, you find people like that um, ever so often. But he is, um, he, he's, when you're an owner and you're trying to hire somebody, like I said this a few shows ago, um, and you're hiring somebody as a general manager, I think you're hoping to find somebody almost as good as you, somebody who's almost going to care enough as, you, as much as you do. Um, I'm constantly kicking him out of the office. You know, I usually stay, I get here anywhere between uh, on good days, 536 o'clock. Uh, bad days, seven thirty, eight o'clock. But I normally don't get home till seven or eight o'clock at night. Um, and uh, some days I'll leave early, but uh, it's rare. But I'm kicking him out of here. I'm like, dude, he'll be here in the morning. Just, just go be with your family. Uh, he cares. Um, yeah. Not that staying late means you care, but he cares enough to stay late. Um, you know, he's he's got great relationships. Um, he's a uh, he's an important asset to our company and hopefully I'm not selling him too hard to where everybody's going to start recruiting him now. Um, but he, uh, I, I'm just extremely grateful for him. So shout out to Josh, man, because um, he put up our biggest commercial I think month last month and it was his, I think second or third full month or something. I don't know. Uh, this month he's off to another uh, tremendous deal. And, and the funny thing about it is uh, Matt, I ain't even got anybody to run my commercial department. Uh, he's actually jumping in, helping out, and we're we're finding some contractors to help us out. But um, I mean, I got one guy in commercial, and uh, you know that's just it's a bad situation. So we're we're advertising. Um, so uh, not if you're Matt's guys, but uh, if you yeah. are commercial and looking to to be a lead tech, uh, give me a shout out. So let me know. Yeah. So yeah, when you plan for it, it happens. And so that's, uh, that's the important thing. And so yeah, stay focused. 
stay stay on it and stay positive because uh, this ain't gonna kill it. This ain't gonna kill us. Uh, we're we're seeing it. It's it's gonna it's gonna bring it's gonna make the good people better, um, and it's gonna make the it's gonna make frankly it's gonna make the bad people fade away. Um, the people that 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 shouldn't that shouldn't be in business, the people that shouldn't be uh, running some operations, uh, and we all know who they are. Um, they're, they're, they're the ones not going to make it through this thing. And so, um, you know, keep up, keep it up. So stay positive, stay focused. Um, if there's anything I can do, I got guys that hit me up for your Facebook. Look, I don't, I don't mind, uh, giving suggestions points. I'm not always right. Uh, but you know, I think differently than a lot of people. So, um, if you're looking for uh, alternative opinions, uh, to calculate your decisions, uh, I, I'm I'm open and willing to chat with people as as much as possible. I know Matt's been uh, great to bounce ideas off for me. I think you always have to have those people in your life where you can be like, "Hey, man, I'm thinking about doing this," and then you know Matt will be like, "Yeah, dude, go get it." I, I don't think Matt's the guy that you want to call if you're looking for good advice on not to do it. Uh, he's extremely ambitious. So he's like, man, that, that could make money. Go do it. Um, so, uh, but I, I use him to bounce ideas off of sometimes, and he's great about that. So uh, find somebody like that for you. Uh, I'm happy to chat with people through Facebook. Um, I've jumped on calls with people, uh, a couple dozen people, um, spent, you know, 15, 20 minutes on a call, uh, just chatting about their business and any way that I can help, I try. Um, you know, I do care. Um, so, you know, I know Matt cares. Find somebody who cares about the industry and making it better um, and, uh, and hook up with them. I know um, another good resource that I've got that I use, he'll probably kill me for saying this, but uh, Jim McGrath, uh, you know, I could pick up the phone and call him, bounce ideas off of him all the time. And with his expertise and being in the business for so long, he gives excellent advice. Um, I really like his feedback. So uh, he will. He won't kill you. He loves it, man. He loves talking to people. Yeah, he does. He genuinely cares about people. He genuinely cares about the industry. And that dude, that dude is, yeah, yeah. He, he won't kill you for saying that. So uh, go on Google and Google CDC zombie preparedness. I'm going to do it. I just but I'm ready here, bro. You best believe I'm ready up here. I'm sure you are. So, all right, guys, listen, uh, number one, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Uh, so not talking to you or Adrian. I wouldn't be here for Adrian. So thank you, Adrian. Um, but I'm talking about our listeners, our supporters. Listen, you you support us by watching and listening uh, because our, our sponsors base things off of how many people are listening and downloading. Um, I think the recent numbers between uh, viewers on here and on um, our podcast, we've peaked like 12 or 13,000 uh, plays. Uh, we're only in second season. I did not expect that uh, to be that big. So thank you so much. Um, I'm always looking for ways to create new content and talk about different things and bring people in that I think are interesting and help um, guide that. We're planning on getting back into uh, some of the interview stuff that we were doing before 
but I just thought that most recently because of all the COVID-19 stuff and uh, all the, the now things that need to be addressed, this was the best application because we were recording people, some cases, uh, week, two weeks, three weeks, and four weeks out. And I felt like some of that information would be stale before we got it out. So we changed our format uh, just based on what's going on in the, in the economy and in the world right now. So uh, we probably will get back to some of that or we'll continue to do this type of thing. But either way, I want to thank Matt uh, Weber for always coming on with short notice and no agenda uh, or very little uh, uh, feedback on what we're going to be talking about and always giving good input. Uh, so I appreciate that, Matt. Oh, yeah, man. I enjoy it. Are you still doing your podcast? Man, uh, so yeah and no. Uh, y yes, I am. We got you. Uh, still out there. I just haven't recorded one in a couple weeks. Um, I've, I've got, uh, I've got a guy that, uh, is a, is a business coach and he's doing some really good stuff up here. Um, as far as a, uh, um, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm putting some stuff together as far as the economy goes with him, um, that I'll be putting something out here pretty soon. But yeah, I've been, I've been doing some major focus work on, on the business and haven't had a chance to get anything recorded yet. So, okay. Well, he has a podcast. What's the name of your podcast? Level up, uh, small business conversations. And where can they find it? Anywhere you listen to podcasts. There you go. So if you're looking for another good podcast, he's got one. Uh, thank you guys for being supporters, listeners, watchers, whatever you are. And uh, we're going to upload this to our podcast platform, hopefully this afternoon. Right, Adrian? Maybe. Depends. I think he's saying depends on when you give me the file. So uh, we'll get that up to him and he'll get it uploaded. Thank you, everyone, uh, for your support. Talk to you later. Enjoy and stay safe. Peace.